Happy Woo Wednesdays! My fill your inbox with inquiries masterclass for wedding photographers was off the hook. It was yesterday and oh my god, I'm still buzzing with excitement. I didn't just give you the information, I gave you the transformation. If you want to know more about the next one, sign up for my newsletter at heckyesmedia.co and you'll be the first one to know about the next one. So today I have Melissa Wilmot from Wed Brilliant. She's a real life Katie Heron from Mean Girls. She lived in Africa until high school. I love her story. She's pretty much my favorite human and I just met her. We have the same mantra in life, ask for what you want. Wedding vendors and bride and grooms, go check out and sign up for Wed Brilliant. Bride and grooms can make bids and new vendors can close them. Enjoy. Welcome to Get a Heck Yes with Carissa Wu. I'm your host, Carissa, and I've been a Los Angeles wedding photographer for over a decade. I've traveled the world, built my team, and seen it all. I now coach wedding photographers hit 10K a month and build a thriving business. In this podcast, we are going to deep dive into how top wedding creatives get that heck yes from their dream clients. We are not holding back on the struggles of the business and how to push through the noise. Some healthy hustle, mindset shifts, up-leveling your money story, time hacks because I'm a mom of two, a little bit of woo-woo, and most importantly, self-love and confidence are just a few of the many things we will talk about. I want to give you a genuine thank you for following along my journey. I hope to inspire you every Wednesday so that you say heck yes to listening to this podcast. See you guys soon. Hey everyone, I'm Carissa Wu, um, your host for Get a Heck Yes. Welcome back. I have a very special guest. Her name is Melissa Wilmot, and she's a wed tech entrepreneur. I love that word. And believer in everyone with a great idea. She launched Wed Brilliant after planning her own wedding and wishing there was a platform for all of us to post wedding needs and receive bids from vendors to help us narrow down choices. That is freaking genius. She loves happiness and goes along with all the weddings, and she's hoping Wed Brilliant helps take out some of the stress and brings new dream clients to our wedding professionals. So welcome, Melissa. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be able to chat with you today. Yeah. Where are you from? You have a beautiful home. Uh, I live in Portland, Oregon right now, and I will say y'all may have realized or heard that Portland is very rainy and like dreary, but this October it's been like 80 degrees every day. So I'm not really sure what's happening, but it's like a gorgeous and sunny and beautiful fall day. Oh yeah. Is it global warming? Hopefully. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I have no idea what else it is, but I'm just like 80 again. Like I'm kind of ready to bring out the sweaters. It's almost mid October, <laughs> but yeah, anyway. it looks like you have a lot of nature in your background. Are there? Oh yeah. Trees everywhere. And, um, that's one of the things I love about Portland. It's like green and nature is, I mean, we can walk out our door and get on a trail. So it's, it's very cool. And then also like get to downtown in 15 minutes. So it is, it's a great place to live. <laughs> oh, I love that. And this conversation is going to be so fun because most of my audience is wedding vendors, but I do have some of my past couples that listen. So and Aww, people awesome. listen. <laughs> oh, good, good. Well, then hi to everybody. I'm very excited to be here. <laughs> yeah. So Melissa, like, I guess in your words, tell us about your journey, even before you started planning your wedding, um, about growing up and kind of what took you to here now. Yeah. Um, actually, even like you said, totally unrelated to 
this industry and my own wedding, I was actually born and raised in Africa primarily. And then I was, cause I moved back to the States when I was 15, like sophomore in high school, it was the worst. <laughs> I was just, like uh, missionaries or why'd you live now? No, my dad worked for the U S state department. So I'm American, but, um, and I went to international schools, mostly, obviously I have an American accent, but really had never lived here until I was 15. It was like a culture shock, like, whoa, okay. But all good. It like kind of, you know, moving around really helped me be able to like navigate life in so many ways. Like you just have to be prepared to jump in and make new friends and, um, you know, kind of be resilient. And so it's like lots of tools. Thanks mom and dad. Uh, But yeah, so I moved back to San Diego from Africa and then came up to Oregon for college. And so I've been here ever since. And I met my husband in college. Um, and yeah, we planned our wedding while living up here in the Portland area, but it was in my parents' backyard down in San Diego. And so that was actually one of the reasons why I ended up, you know, exploring what turned into Wed Brilliant just because it was so challenging for anyone who, you know, travels to go work on weddings that are a different state and you're interacting with clients that are farther away from you or for couples who are having to plan a wedding in a state away. It's, you know, it's challenging. Um, so oh okay, yeah. pause. let me just ask you back it up. Let's talk about <laughs> growing up in Africa. Tell us a little bit about that. That's so interesting. It was a really great childhood. Um, I think, you know, just being exposed to like all different cultures and backgrounds and, you know, what's really um, important to people of, of all different cultures is it still sits with me. So like something, obviously something may be important to, to my family now or to my friends or those that I, you know, know and love here in the U S but it may be totally different for the people that I got to meet when I was growing up. And it's just, it helps give me that worldview. But I mean, we still, we go back, um, periodically. In fact, we were, we went in August and we took our kids and, um, it was amazing. And it's, I think it's just, if everyone can do it, like get, you know, I'm a huge proponent of travel in general, but just like get out of your bubble as much as you possibly can. And, um, see the world and, you know, meet new people. And, uh, yeah, so it was, it was great. What were you like as a kid and then growing up, like, what did you study? What were you into? And then what do you study for college? Oh, good question. Um, so I, I'm, <laughs> I was talking to my kids about this the other day. I wanted to be an astronaut. I wanted to go to NASA space camp, <laughs> probably like half of the kids <laughs> middle school. Uh, but, and then when I went to college, I studied, no surprise, international relations. <laughs> and, um, and now here I am, you know, doing something that's completely unrelated, but it gave me a good background. Um, you know, I love, I love like the history and social uh, kind of dynamics of cultures. And a lot of that went into the international relations degree. Um, and it's just, it was very broad and helped me kind of explore economics and politics and, you know, history, all those things together. And so it was kind of great. Again, it's not like you go work in the international relations factory when you graduate. So like, yeah. I still had to be like, okay, now what do I want to do with my life? So did you but, meet your husband in college? Yeah. Yeah. I actually met him when I was 18. I mean, we didn't get married and actually we didn't even start dating for a little while, but 
we've known each other for a long time, longer than I will admit on here. Um, but yeah. uh, we like kind of grew up together in a way. Uh-huh. And and then it was sweet because he was a couple of years older than me, but he decided to go to law school and he applied to a bunch of different law schools, including the one that was affiliated with the college that we went to. And he got accepted all over, but he ended up staying and going to the law school, which is where I was still finishing or the school that I was still finishing college at. Um, so I got to like see him for an additional couple of years and um, yeah, it all worked. I think it was at that point. I was like, Oh, you picked this law school. You do love me. Okay. So did you ever go into international studies or have a job in that career or did you just <laughs> start planning your wedding and you started with tell us the backstory about it yeah no I totally didn't but I do have a very kind of uh, my dog Holly um I do have a very varied um kind of background from an employment standpoint I where the college we went to was right across the street from the state capitol building and since I had taken all these politics and economics classes I was kind of fascinated by all of that and I walked across the street as a senior or junior maybe, and literally just went into a senator's office and I was like, Hey, I'm here. Do you need an intern? Like Uh, I go to school across the street. Like, what can I do? And she's like, yeah, you're hired. Uh, So uh, I actually spent about two years, including some time in college working in uh, the state Senate for some senators. And it, for me personally taught me that I don't want to be a politician and I didn't want to be a lobbyist and I didn't want like a long-term career staffer in politics. Yeah. So it was good. It was actually really educational. Was, I learned a ton, um, but also was able to kind of rule out some things that I didn't want to do in life. And so there, from there, I decided to go into like public affairs and oh. public relations. And so I made that transition um, and then into communications and marketing. And so, um, you know, I'm excited to talk about more of that today, but my kind of professional background is in like PR and, and communications and, um, and then yes, while in the course of planning our wedding and realizing these kind of hurdles that we had, that's where the idea for Wed Brilliant came up. But, um, now I like to think of like kind of merging the two worlds communications and wedding planning. <laughs> Amazing. I mean, you're such a go-getter for walking in like the senator's <laughs> office and asking for a job. I would walk into like Coyote Ugly Bar at Riverside or like uh, Tapioca Express and ask for a job, but definitely not like the senator. <laughs> I, you know, like this is actually kind of my personal philosophy in life. It's like, what's the worst that can happen? They can say no. And like, it's not personal. You can just walk out there, keep your head held high. I still tell myself that like there's the worst that can can possibly happen to you is somebody saying no they're not gonna like laugh about you over dinner with their friends they're you know like just you know it's and then you could miss an opportunity if you don't and so I've kind of always been that way um and I I you know I'm trying to instill this in my young kids now and in my husband still (laughs) I'm like just ask they could say no but like they don't have to they might not I'm the same um, fan. I'm totally like, just ask. My mom was like, always made me when I was a kid, like ask catch up. And she's like, I'm totally. <laughs> I know. I feel like the mean mom that's like, no, you just go up front and ask for whatever you want. And they're like, can you do it? I'm like, no, no, it's a good life skill. <laughs> yeah. How many kids do you have? 
I have two boys and, um, yeah, if we had continued to have kids, we probably would have continued to have boys, but I do, I do love boys. I am thrilled to be a boy mom, uh, but two is good. And they're now 13 and 10. And so we're into like teenageriness with the 13 year olds. That's kind of a new world. (laughs) I'm still navigating one word answers of fine. Everything. <laughs> Everything's fine. Like, how do you sleep? Fine. How's school? Fine. Oh my okay. <laughs> I know. It's like, come on, talk to me. Tell me your feelings. It's like, yeah, right, mom. <laughs> I'm the cool mom. You can talk to me. But then flashback to me, 13. I'm pretty sure like I had one word vocabulary and I was like, fine. Everything's fine. Mom, stop asking. <laughs> totally, yeah. I so it's it. coming back. It's full yeah. circle. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You talk about a lot about communications, your PR, um, politics. How did you kind of tap into this tech world? Yeah, you know, this also actually what we were just talking about, my f- philosophy of kind of like, if you don't, um, if you don't ask, you don't get and, and my corollary, which is, you'll never regret trying. And so I didn't really have a tech background to be honest, but when I developed the idea for web brilliant and kind of, I had a a whole host of, um, really great advisors in the industry, um, and, and others who had gotten married or were engaged. And so kind of had done a lot of my research and, um, I hired a great team. They are a, uh, female founded and run, um, agency and I still work with them and they're, they're really, they're really great. And they kind of got my vision from day one. Um, wow. so it's, it's been, it's been cool, but I a hundred percent am a huge supporter of like, just don't try and be everything to everybody. If you know that that's not in your wheelhouse, find somebody who can help you, um, you know, do that really well. And, yeah. th- and it wasn't mine. It's still not mine, but, um, but yeah, they've been great. <laughs> Let's talk about when you were planning your wedding, like the struggles that came about when planning and then like this kind of light bulb that went off of what brilliant and you can speak upon a little bit more about what what brilliant is. I know I gave yeah. a story, but a little bit more. Yeah, no, I'd love to. Yeah, I know I've kind of given a high level overview, but so we were, we were in Oregon and we were planning this wedding in my parents' backyard in San Diego. And my mom was amazing and helping really kind of coordinate a lot of this. And by that, I mean, um, calling people and reaching out and setting up meetings and going to visit florists and all of that for me. So she was kind of like our de facto wedding, wedding coordinator, but, uh, really what we realized was it was such a big pool of like prospective um, wedding pros we could work with. And we just needed to narrow it down. And there could be some simple ways to narrow it down for us and for the pros. Like yeah. if their floral budget started it um, for us, at t- if their budget started at, or, you know, their minimum was like $12,000 for florals, that was going to rule us out as a client. They don't need to waste time with us. We don't need to waste their time. You know, we save everybody time. Yeah. And so budget being one way of kind of like narrowing the field, uh, geography, geographic location being another way, um, maybe goals or like, you know, vibes, uh, being another way. And so, um, I, I, 
kind of wished that there was this mechanism of, of really kind of narrowing down the field. And then from there going and exploring, having coffee or actually delving into more conversations with people and seeing if it was going to be a good fit. Yeah. And, um, and my mom was the person who really narrowed that field down for us. So that was fantastic. And then we would fly down periodically and, and actually go meet with people in person and, and do more of the planning. But so Web Brilliant was designed out of that need to just kind of like streamline things a little bit so that when you are planning, you're not um, facing this huge you know, pages upon pages of Google search names and like uh-huh. reviews and all of that and just kind of narrow it down a little bit. And so, yeah, that's what Web Brilliant does now, which is um, allow couples to, uh, you know, input a lot of their personal kind of profile information, which would be like wedding date, location, uh-huh. um, guest, guest count, if they know it. Uh-huh. Uh, so like if they're requesting a wedding cake, then the cake bakers who are submitting like custom bids We'll say, oh yeah, for 200 people, you're going to need X. Here's what I would charge for that. Yeah. Um, so some of those details they they set up their account with, and then they can go ahead and post these what we call bid requests to go with the cake analogy. They could say, you know, here's our wedding date, location. We are gluten free. We love carrots um, and raspberries. Make something amazing that's four tiers or whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah. And then. Um, our wedding pros who happen to be in the cake baking or designing um, areas in that particular geographic region would get a an alert from Web Brilliant that there's a new bid request in their area and they should, you know, they're encouraged to go check it out and perhaps send in a bid to this client or uh, the couple, potential client. And uh, so they can do that through Web Brilliant as well. And then there's no, you know, mandate to work. Uh, through Wed Brilliant any farther if they want to take it offline and go meet or obviously go sample the cake in the you know bakery or whatever it might be they can do that it's not um, you know we kind of step out we're like the matchmaker and then yeah, it's like yeah. go on yeah. go on and plan yeah it's kind and of like, know- uh, it's kind of like Upwork I always use them to find if I need like a sales page if I need some copywriting and then I send out like a big request and I get like different bids for it <laughs> yeah exactly and there are a couple other like similar things like that right like Thumbtack I mean I use Thumbtack and I know maybe some of your you know, people listening are on there too, but I, I haven't used them for wedding. Um, and when I plan my wedding, I don't even know if they were around, but they definitely weren't around in the events industry. Uh, but it's a similar idea of like, there are pros out there who can support your needs and help you in some capacity or in another. And it's just a matter of like connecting and, you know, identifying like some, some, some similarities or areas where, you know, it makes sense to partner because, the budgets align or yeah. the dates align or whatever that might be. How many brides are on there? And then how many vendors are on there? So um, brides are a little bit harder to say right now, just because obviously it ebbs and flows, weddings happen and they move off, new people come on. Um, but we're probably in the hundreds. Uh, I'm really working to grow this, this aspect of it right now um, and, and get more visibility and um, have some exciting things happening in the next couple months and then into 2023 to really um, reach out to more couples. But uh, from the vendor perspective, I think we're in 49 states and we have about 4,000 wedding pros who are members. Uh And um, yeah, it's, I I mean, which 
is great, but they're all over, they're spread all over. So it's um, kind of a little here, a little there. And we're really looking to like expand that uh, so that the couples, when they do come on, they, you know, see that there are vendors in their city and the industry that are in the segment that they're looking to hire somebody in, whether it be photography or cake or whatever. Um, But yeah, so we're looking to grow that. And then Wed Brilliant Vendors, are what we call members and they support, uh, support our kind of maintenance of everything through membership dues or fees, which are either monthly or annual and monthly it's $5 a month. And it, it allows every vendor to get a profile page and to bid on unlimited like bid requests. Um, there's, you know, it's a couple other like kind of perks of that. It's, I'm trying to keep it like very low just yeah. so that there's not a huge barrier to entry, especially uh-huh. as we work to bring on more couples and, yeah. um, you know, connect them. And then there's no fee for couples. There's no fee for like connecting a couple and a vendor or anything like that. It's uh-huh. just this kind of upfront um, monthly or annual membership fee um, that, uh, you know, and I, I believe I, I say membership. I'm not taking that lightly. Like I really like, I'm like, I love you guys. You're our members. You believe in us and you, you, you see what we saw. Like, yeah, watching I mean, this. The website is very easy to use and it's just very user-friendly and great job being the web tech, but this is <laughs> our hot topic, but um, tell us your hot topic and why you chose it. Yeah. Well, so this does kind of now that I've set up that I have a communications kind of professional background, and then obviously now wedding, wed tech. Um, I think my hot topic is really about how to market and find your, you know, prospective new clients. And the idea being, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Don't say, okay, well, I ran some, or I'm running some Instagram ads and I should be good. Fine. Yes, that sounds great. You should do that, but layer it. That's like my big thing. And I I used to tell this to clients all the time who are not wedding affiliated, but I like layering is kind of what we want to think of when we're looking into like our marketing or our um, brand awareness efforts and outreach. Try and um, get yourself in a variety of different places so that potential clients are seeing you when they're doing Google searches. So maybe run some Google ads or make sure that your SEO on your website is fantastic. And that's something you can do yourself. You don't need to hire somebody for that. Um, Lots of great articles on that by Google. I mean, just Google and find tons there. Um, But then also be on Instagram, obviously, or Facebook or TikTok or whatever, you know, social um, places right for you and your business. And then if somebody's searching for you there, they're seeing you there and they're like, oh yeah. And I also saw them in my Google search and then, you know, explore opportunities to, I don't know, work with local media who maybe like the newspaper is covering something and it seems like, okay, is this the right? Yes. Because it will mention you and your company. It will get out in public. It may a future um, mother-in-law of one of your clients may see it and say, yeah, you know what? I actually read this great article about so-and-so who was opening up a physical location down the street from our house and you should check them out. Um, so that sort of thing, just like it compounds essentially. And I keep saying layers, but like the idea is really truly to just find yourself in a number of different places in a number of different times. Um, and then lean on referrals 
obviously from your fellow friends and, um, you know, offer to do the same for them, refer people to them, you know, hopefully they'll reciprocate. And then that just goes into that. So if you're doing a little bit in all of these different places, it's going to kind of meet a lot of your marketing needs and allow you to, you know, get more exposure and better brand awareness. Yeah, I totally agree. There's not just like the one thing that you have to do that's going to get you to six figures, you know, in right. 10K a month. Um, you kind of have to stack them. For if you are like a wedding professional, um, you definitely should be on Wed Brilliant. You should be on Instagram, TikTok, reaching out to your local market vendors. How do you see this kind of like as like a schedule? Do you, do you have some sort of like map or do you have like a social media <laughs> calendar or kind of how like how, do, how should one visualize a layering? I was shooting weddings basically for free or for like a grand. And I was having to haggle for every single session to try and like show them my value. And now I have clients coming to me saying that they want to work with me. And I have more importantly, other people in the industry recognizing my worth and asking me to work with them, which to me means even more than the clients because they're people who've been in the industry for 10 plus years. They've seen, you know, hundreds of other photographers and they're able to recognize me and the value that I can offer them. Yep, that's my student, Kimberly. She's just one of my dozens of students crushing it. Go on my website, www.heckyesmedia.co and book a 15-minute strategy session with me. Only if you want to be booked out on multiple preferred vendor lists and have a proven marketing plan. You know, that's a really good question. I use a project a project management tool and there are a number out there. Um, but, you know, honestly, paper and pen and pencil, I think, and you probably have heard and seen this and they're not wrong. They're right. Schedule it out in advance, kind of come up with a plan, maybe once a month, just put your ideas down on paper or your project management tool or however you like to do it, your notes app on your phone. And then you know, then all you have to do is implement it. So it's not overwhelming. I, I kind of equate it to like people who do meal planning on Sundays, which just disclaimer, I don't, I always think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to like plan everything out on Sunday for the whole week to come. And then I never do it, but I (laughs) really should. Am I talking, am I talking against myself right now? Um, (laughs) I really should. So I'll put that down on my list. Um, but I think the idea of like, you know, not getting overwhelmed by, you know, we talked about social media or being on Wed Brilliant or, um, you know, asking for referrals and just being out in, in your community. Don't get overwhelmed by that. Do a little bit on each of these um, at different times. And if your your plan, so to speak, is as simple as, um, you know, this week, run an IG ad next week, um, you know, go and see if I can partner with somebody for a gorgeous, like inspiration shoot, um, you know, the following week and, but don't feel stressed that, okay, I'm going to email six people to see if we can get like a styled shoot together. And I'm going to do that every week. No, just bite-sized pieces and, um, you know, try and set up some of the ideas up front so that you can just kind of implement it as you go in the days and weeks to come. So it doesn't feel overwhelming. Yeah. If if things are overwhelming, you're going to be less inclined to do it. And 
that's the opposite of what we want. <laughs> what I'm hearing from you is I, I would say the big word is time block. Yes. I think you come from a different perspective because I think wedding vendors do get a little stressed or overwhelmed with social yeah. media, but maybe you're like, you're more of like a tech person. So yeah. you're more of the big picture, right? So you true. Can it's true. Like that. Uh, it's funny that you said meal prepping because I actually don't meal prep, but when I thought of layers, I thought of like my makeup palette <laughs> that I, I like, love it. like uh, on TikTok, but it was like the bronzer, then the concealer, then the yeah. lip and the cheek, and then the um, the little highlighter, and then the yeah. <laughs> it's and like, they all work together. Yeah, like you don't exactly. want to take some of them out. They're yeah. all like <laughs> that's really good. Yes. That's so funny. Meal planning, like, yeah. makeup palette, whatever your analogy is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I would say, okay, time blocking, big picture, don't get stressed out, stacking marketing. Mm -hmm. Any other marketing tips for us? Um, I think in terms of, and this is maybe more on the sales side, but once you are um, getting in front of a prospective client, don't, um, don't try and do a one size fits all sort of situation. Um, I like to say, meet them where they are. I say that about everything. So I think that's also like helpful. I say that with my kids, um, <laughs> but truly somebody's budget may be, um, you know, a little bit smaller than what you're typically used to working with, but perhaps you love them. You really think that they'd be a great client and maybe you can find a different way to work with them, like change up your packages or, you know, offer one less hour or whatever it might be, but, um, find a way of, yeah, not saying stamp, stamp, stamp for every prospective client, but really listening to them, figuring out what is going to be the right, um, mix of services or products that you offer for them. And if it makes sense for you, find a way to work with them. I think, you know, it's, it's, it's easier to probably say, here's my standard proposal. Here's my standard contract, send, send, uh -huh. but you might be able to, um, position yourself and gain more business. Yeah. If you're willing to be a little bit more open to, you know, some flexible situations that, you know, these prospective clients might have. So yeah. I think it kind of like, it goes over between marketing and sales right there. <laughs> I think that, that was probably the answer to my, how do you get your best heck yes technique? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> it was, but they're, they're like definitely kind of, they marry together. No pun intended, or maybe pun intended. I'm exactly the same way. I actually get on the phone with my potential clients and I ask them, you know, a bunch of questions and then I create a custom proposal for them because I know that if I shoot like a 50 person wedding in Redondo beach where I live, it's totally different from going to like Temecula with like 300 yes. people or like an Indian yes. wedding for 12 for three days. Like I know how much more tired I'm going to be, how much more like photographers I have to hire. So I don't want to just send them like, I could have them like reference it and be like, Hey, you're getting a good deal. Um, here's like my base package or like yeah. my packages. Um, but I do like to kind of meet them where they are for sure. Yeah. I think it just, I think it's, um, you know, it's a win-win for, for you and for the couples potentially, and you probably book more people doing that. So I think, yeah, it's a good strategy. <laughs> you talk to a lot of wedding brides or brides and wedding vendors. What do you say they're like struggling with these days? I mean, like post 
COVID. I mean, COVID, COVID's kind of still happening because people are still dropping yeah. weddings because of COVID. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. like these days, what do you think, what, what's in their heads? First talk about the brides. I think brides at this point, you know, you know, after two years of this, uh, virtually have started to essentially kind of adjust their expectations a little bit. So maybe they're realizing I'm not going to be able to have a 200 person wedding because half of my family won't even come They're They're not comfortable with that or whatever it might be. And so I think couples are kind of changing a little bit of the approach to being stuck in and having an idea and only wanting to do that. And, but being a little bit more nimble and saying, okay, well, I'm going to try something else and be able to pivot. And it might not be, uh, you know, true COVID wedding with like, you know, the person marrying us on a laptop and us in our living room. But it like broke my heart every day. I'd see these and I was like, Oh God, I hope I you know. guys have a big party in a year. And I, I did the sure wedding I where like, I had to take photos of the zoom. I was like, you could just do screenshots, but it just like, <laughs> <pretty tired. laughs> I mean, I do appreciate all the ingenuity and the like creativity that all of our pros did during that period. It was yeah. like, it's okay. We'll figure out something. We'll find a way. Um, that was amazing. I thought, but I think couples are definitely, they're getting back into it. They're, they're maybe adjusting like size or, you know, scope of some of these events. And so I think that that's something that, you know, venues and and planners and other vendors are, you know, experiencing like, okay, I need to also adjust what I'm offering to kind of meet them, meet them where they are as well. So venues I've learned more recently are saying, you know, yes, we have this giant hall, but actually we can, you know, make it feel intimate and cozy for, you know, half the capacity that it typically would have. And you can have kind of like your seated cocktail area over here instead of it all being reception or something. And so I think people are, people, vendors are pivoting a little bit and just being more nimble. If nothing else, I think that's what it taught us. And it's good to keep that in mind. It's like, all right, we don't have to do everything the way that we used to do it before, um, whether it be in photography or venues or planners, let's kind of be creative. Let's be willing to like, you know, try something new and and be nimble, um, you know, kind of at the drop of a hat. And I guess that goes to answer your question, both couples and vendors that I'm seeing the most successful ones and those who are having the smoothest experience are willing to be more nimble and and open to like alternatives I think it's funny because I actually do like the word nimble because, but I use it I use the word nimble a lot too because some of my clients are they're very nimble and then it's very easy for me to shoot because I'm just like ah! rapid fire because they're, they're oh, still love it. moving but then some they're are not like, like <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like I always say yeah you're so nimble Great <laughs> I'm sure you have clients who you're, you're photographing and photographing, photographing, uh, and they're totally like, you know, this, and then you just like talking to you, you can like put them at ease and make them all nimble and comfortable. I'm sure by the end of everybody you work with, that's awesome. We're naturally nimble. (laughs) You're like, oh, this is gonna be easy. I don't want to have to direct. (laughs) Bring her around like a rag doll. (laughs) I love that. That's so funny. Okay. What was the biggest struggle in your business and how did you overcome it? Oh, that is a, that's a good 
Good question. Um, I mean, I, I think, you know, I've had a number over the years. Um, one of the biggest struggles I think is, was COVID. Um, and prior to that, so I'm not even going to go into that because that was a struggle that everybody faced, but, um, prior to that, the way I initially thought Wood Brilliant might operate best was different than the way it is now. And so when we launched, it was actually, um, our wedding pros would not pay a membership fee. They wouldn't join as like a member of Wed Brilliant, but they, if a couple selected their bid or their proposal and decided to work with them, then um, Wed Brilliant would take kind of a finder's fee sort of uh. like tiny percentage off of that, um, you know, the, the proposed amount that the vendor had suggested working with the couple for. And what we found was it wasn't good for couples. It wasn't good for vendors for a variety of reasons. Um, and I think it takes, um, you know, some level of uh, confidence and uh, stick-to-itiveness and uh, like um, ambition to be able to kind of back away and say, all right, well, that was my great idea, but that's not working. Yeah. I'm going to try something else and I'm going to pivot and back to being nimble. I think, um, <laughs> which also, as you can tell, I use my hands a lot. So clearly I, as, as a person, I'm very nimble, but, um, <laughs> uh, I think, you know, it was, it was hard to sit back away for a while and just say, this isn't benefiting anybody. This is not the way to do this. Um, let's try something else. And so it was a bit of a struggle, uh, during that period of kind of like self-reflection, yeah. if you will. Um, but got through it actually changed the whole revenue model and kind of system to what it is closer to today. There've been a couple other little iterations, uh -huh. but now this membership system works way better for everybody. And, um, it's, uh, you know, it allows, it allows, something for the couples, something for the vendors, they're feeling like they're getting what they want out of it. And, um, you know, as we continue to grow and have more and more couples on the website, I think it's going to become even, even better. Uh, but yeah, that was a big struggle and it was unforeseen. Like I couldn't have predicted that this great idea that I had, like I plotted all out my business plan and like uh -huh. all of this didn't see that, that, you know, that that wasn't, that was not going to be the right choice. Um, but it's okay. These happen. These things happen all the time. And you just yeah. have to say, okay, that's fine. I'm going to leave that behind. I'm going to move forward. I'm going to try something else. And it's maybe like the, you know, try and fail and try yeah. again, <laughs> keep trying sort of mentality. I, I mean, we all have to have some sort of like tenacity to be yes. successful because what you think in your head will work. Um, maybe doesn't like, I thought this big Facebook campaign was going to get me all these leads. And, yeah. um, I was getting some leads, but it was all broke people. <laughs> You're like, wait, didn't you see my budget? Yeah. Like, minimum? <laughs> yeah. So now I pivoted to virtual events to get more visibility. Okay. Yeah. What I, you talked a lot of today about how to help wedding professionals, like, you know, layer their marketing, but for you, like, what is your biggest marketing tip to get like brides and vendors into your funnel? Um, a lot of word of mouth, actually, as oh. funny as that sounds, um, it, I think that that's probably for, for, from the bride perspective, that's probably one of the biggest avenues, um, that, that brides will talk to their friends who are getting married and say, oh, wait, I used 
but brilliant. You should try them out. That's where we get probably the majority of our current couples um, and vendors maybe. But I've also just given my background in public relations and communications. Um, you know, I've worked with some, uh, you know, publications, both online and in print and tried to get Wed Brilliant out in those so that they're with where Wed Brilliant is with other, you know, industry um, or Wed tech type businesses. And if a couple happens to read that article, they're seeing our name there in addition to somebody mentioning us. So back to the layering and kind of stacking of those things. But so I've done like traditional PR too, which by the way, you don't need to be a PR professional to do that. You can reach out to the editor of whatever, yeah, uh, green so wedding congrats, shoes congrats or from um, New York Times. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, New York Times. I I literally pitched that to New York Times and said, "Hey, I have this idea for a story, and here's how." you know, what brilliant could be part of it. Here's how loverly could be part of it. Here's how, you know, this could kind of, and, um, she bit and it, I mean, it took like four months for this whole, like the interviews and everything to kind of flow together. So you have to be patient, but, um, you know, you don't like anybody can find that editorial contact and email yeah. somebody and say, I have this great idea. Or next time you're looking for, um, gorgeous, photos. And, you know, also I know there's the style me pretties and other places where you can submit, you know, pictures of your work and, and do that. And I think that's also helpful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's cool blog post too. Yeah. And you know, we're actually just going to be, um, updating and expanding on that a little bit more, but there's so many great bloggers out there and, and that's a perfect place. They're looking for content you're looking to showcase what you do or offer. And so there's kind of a reciprocal relationship there, but yeah, I think like traditional PR is not dead yet. <laughs> like, yeah. You definitely don't need to have a background in it to reach out to somebody that you think is going to be re- talking to your target audience. Yeah. Um, and, and then I also, um, you know, have some partnerships and some partnerships that are in the works. And I think that's another thing to really lean into, um, finding somebody who is um, not doing necessarily the same thing you are, but their audience, their target audience is the same. And you guys can collaborate and go in together and support each other. That's what and... I was talking to you about after the com- this conversation. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> I'm totally here for partnerships. Yeah. So, I, mean, um, I think it's a great way to do it. It's a win-win. No, I think one of the big takeaways from this conversation too is you don't have to pay someone to do like no. your SEO or your PR. No. Like no. people, I, I was on a webinar and they were pitching like 20K to help you get on podcasts. And I'm like, you could just ask them. What? <laughs> yeah, to get on podcasts. And just oh my gosh. Yes. So, no, don't. Yeah. I mean, if you have 20K to spend, go for it. And yeah. it's like burning a hole in your pocket. I'm sure you will get on some podcasts. But also <laughs> go back to what I said at the beginning, which is like, this is just like, what's the worst that can happen? They're going to say, no, just reach out to people, reach out to some podcasts like hosts and yeah, reach out to editors, reach out to like whoever they're the worst case scenario. And I have been told plenty of times and I am still here smiling and like moving forward. Um, you don't need to send, you know, thousands of dollars to get your name out there. Yeah. I love that. Okay. This has been a great conversation. Let's do some fun questions. What is the biggest, the best advice your parents gave you? Oh, that's good. I think actually my resilience, um, it's not like advice. Well, it is in a way, but 
that's what they passed on to me. Just the notion that, hey, we're moving to a new country and um, we've been at this country for two years. Yes, you've made friends and sorry, you're awkward in middle school, but like now we're going to move to a new country. The advice that they would give is just get out there, put a smile on your face be friendly and people are going to, you know, welcome you and it's, it's going to work out. And that's kind of how I've gone around with life in general. I think it's, it's good. And it, it does build resilience, builds more resilience. And, um, I actually had breast cancer when I, when I was 36 and I went through chemo and all the surgeries and all of that stuff. And it's, it totally set me up even this, like my childhood, it sounds weird, like set me up for that. It's not the end. Um, so that was a big thing. I think that my parents pass on to me and I try and infuse into everything and pass on to my kids. Oh, I'm so happy. You look so healthy and 36. Oh, thank you. I have, I have hair again. Oh my God, that's amazing. I think you're just so happy to be alive. I feel that energy about you. Yeah. You know, you definitely look through things in a different lens um, after, and, and everybody goes, has stuff going on. And, and, you know, I'm sure everybody has a story where they know, like that moment where they're like, okay, I'm going to focus on what's important and what brings me happiness. I don't, and think, I don't think everyone does have that. Well, maybe not like cancer or, yeah. but like there's, everybody's got yeah. stuff going on in their lives. It's That's stressful. Or, and it's sometimes you just have to like zoom out and say, what's important, what brings me happiness um, and focus on that versus, you know, what could bring you down or make uh-huh. you unhappy. So. What, what brings you happiness, happiness, Melissa? Um, that is a great question. Um, my family, it sounds trite to say, but it's true. I love being outside. And so this 80 degree weather is just fine with me. I will go walk in the trails and be out in nature. Um, and then I love to travel, which obviously is probably pretty clear from the first part of our conversation. Yeah, I am still like taking places. <laughs> I'm like in the middle of a trip and I'll be like, where are we going next? Oh Let's God. start planning. <laughs> Oh my God. I love that. Okay. So say like wedding professionals are listening right now and they're struggling to get visibility and struggling to just get leads in general. Like what would you, what advice would you give them just like in general? I would say, um, this try something, anything, try it. If it doesn't work, leave it behind, move on to something else or try to revisit it again. Like, you know, maybe, you know, obviously there's cycles and we know there's engagement season coming up and all of that. But I think the idea is, um, not to get stuck and wedded to one particular form of outreach or thing that you've heard in the past is the way to go. Or, you know, if you're a planner and you, um, you know, got all these tips and you've gone through like, you know, plant planner education and, and you've heard this is the way to do it. Just be open to trying different things. And so I'm not like giving necessarily tangible, like do this or this or this, because everybody's different and they have different goals. Totally. But I do think um, it's important to try some. And I tell myself this, like I've run Instagram ads and I'm like, the I've not, got nothing out of that. So I'm going to table that. I'm going to try something else and yeah. I'll revisit that and try like a different audience or a different time of day or, you know, whatever, something. Um, and I think that's the best advice I can get is, or give is just don't get stuck in one mode, um, back away from it, try it, try everything, but then go try something else if you need to. Oh, I love that. Okay. Where to find you? And you have a cool freebie for couples and for wedding professionals. Yeah. So find me on Instagram. It's wed brilliant. That's W E D brilliant wed brilliant. And that's also where you can find me online. It's wedbrilliant.com. 
Um, but I would love to see you there, interact with you all. And if um, for our wedding vendor friends, if you're interested in checking out Wed Brilliant, um, we have a code for a free month and um, it just allows you to kind of create your profile, go in and see if there are any bid requests that you want to bid on. Everything is would be free for that month. Um, and the code is, shocker, free month. One word. <laughs> so try to make things it. easy here. <laughs> um, and then for our couples, it's always free. So come check out Wed Brilliant. Please help me spread the word. I'm really trying to focus on uh, on brides and grooms who are planning their weddings and getting out there as much as possible. I, you know, I have a lofty goal and this is something, you know, people may think I'm crazy for it, but I have a lofty goal of wanting Wed Brilliant to be one of the first places that couples go when they get engaged. And, um, so that's, that's a focus area that I'm working on right now a lot. And we're definitely growing, you know, those couples on our website so that our, be, our wedding pros can connect one. with them. It's going to be number one. I see. Oh, it. thanks. Yeah. Thank you. You know, if you don't say your goals high, then you're never going to, you're never going to get them. So, um, I, that's, I firmly believe that, but yeah, thank you for your vote of confidence. Uh-huh five dollars opposed to the not like four hundred dollars so get on it now get visible yes yeah and we're a marketplace like the not in a sense but it's almost like reverse because you know we're the the you're seeing the couples you know what their needs are and you're able to like directly bid on them but yeah we're trying to keep the entry price really low so that um you know it makes we can grow and get to that point where um you know everybody's benefiting so it's not a money making venture for me actually it sounds weird to say but it's really not it's it was filling a void and it was filling a need that i had as a bride and so i'm i'm clearly not out here looking to get rich um you know and become a trillionaire that's not happening and it's fine all the income kind of goes back into the site and helping market it. And, and I'm sure you all know this from all of your businesses. Um, so that's, that's, I think the most important thing. And just right now really in a growth phase and I'm excited. I'm excited about the future. Thank you, Melissa. This is a great conversation and I'm sure we'll be partnering soon and people, yeah. my audience will be seeing a lot of your face. Wonderful. I'm so, so grateful to be here and chat with you and yeah, this has been amazing. <laughs> Thanks for joining me this week on Get a Heck Yes with Carissa Wu. Make sure to follow, subscribe, leave a review, or tell a friend about the show. Take a screenshot and post to IG. Tag me. Also, don't forget to download my free guide on how to become a lead generating machine. See you next time, wedding pros.